It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for experts. I'm David Hooper, and this is the podcast that you want if you want to grow your podcast. You want more listeners. You want to make more money from your podcast. You want to be a better host. I'm going to tell you how to do all these things. In the name of getting your message out, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe is where to subscribe. On this episode, I'm continuing my Audacity experiment. I talked about this on the last episode. Audacity has a new version, version 3.0. It's a big upgrade coming out in just a couple weeks. I am going through the release candidate, the alpha version, trying to find bugs. And I'm bringing in some stuff that you have not heard. It has not been released here to work on editing. I'm also recording this on the new version of Audacity to try to work out some of the kinks. I told this story on the last episode. I found one of them. Never done that before. I found a bug. There are probably a thousand little bugs in a program like Audacity. It's a big program. It's been around for 20 years and it is very, very complicated. But thanks to me, when you're working on your graphic EQ or you're using any of the effects and you have to do it again and again and again, I just saved you a keystroke. (laughs) I'll tell that story when I give the full Audacity 3.0 review. I'm also going to have some guys come on the show that can tell you more about how to make your podcast sound great using Audacity. I love it so much. I love that it's free. It's open source. It's very punk rock to me. It's very guerrilla marketing in the fact that you can download this free program. It's very powerful. It can make you sound great and you can get your message out to the world. But you got to be careful. And that is the story that I'm going to tell you on this episode This is a situation that I got into a few years ago. Going to leave it kind of, uh, it's been a bit. Let's just say that. And the reason I'm going to do this is because I'm not going to give this guy's name. I'm not going to give this guy any oxygen, but he came onto my radio show. He lied to me. He lied to everybody, not just to me, but he lied about who he was for over 20 years. I got caught up in it. I helped him perpetuate that lie. And as soon as I found out that it was a lie, skulls were cracked. (laughs) No, just kidding. I'll tell you more in the story here about what happened to this guy once he was found out. But the thing that I did immediately was to remove this, to let other people know that if you're dealing with this guy, and I knew several people that had, you are dealing with a liar. Now, Some people didn't remove it. So his message, unfortunately, is still out there. I think it's hard when you have a certain belief and you want something to be true, and then you find out that it's not. And that is especially true when somebody brings in religion, which is what happened here. I'm going to let this story speak for itself. This is what you do not want on your podcast. But if it happens to you, It is also, in my opinion, how to handle it. I had a Christian manager approach me about being on my podcast. And I mentioned Christian because it is very important to the story. This guy was a manager of a very established Christian author and speaker, one of the top guys on the speaking circuit. He had a best-selling book. If you're in that market, the Christian market, you would know who this guy is. And It's worth mentioning, Christianity is a genre. 
It's a genre in music. In fact, in music, it is the only genre that is lyrically based. It is not based on the style of music. It is also a genre in books. Not necessarily based on the content of books, except for the fact that they mention Christianity. It could be a Christian romance, for example, a Christian nonfiction. Anyway, that is very important to this story and why I mention it. It was part of his image. He's a squeaky clean guy. You've probably seen Ned Flanders on The Simpsons. And this guy was kind of like that. It was one of those over-the-top personalities where you're like, uh, there's something a little off about this dude. Like he's performing all the time. He was like one of those church pastors who smiles a lot. He's got the short sleeve shirt, maybe a Hawaiian shirt. He goes by his first name. I'm talking overly friendly. I cannot emphasize that enough. Way over the top when it came to you meeting him. He was like, hey, how you doing? Slap you on the back. And during the pre-interview, a guy happened to walk in our office who knew him. And they're talking like old friends. Hey, man, hadn't seen you. Remembered his name. That kind of thing. I said, all right. That's the guy. That's the kind of guy that we're dealing with. We're getting ready to go in and record this episode. This is the guy. Overly friendly. Remembers people's names. Big on relationships. He had a book himself. And I wanted to talk about that book. The hook for the show, it was great. We did the episode. Everything about the episode was great. But maybe a year later... I get this email from a random guy in Texas. I've got no idea who this guy is. And he says, hey, that guy you interviewed, I saw you have this episode up because we had turned it into a podcast. There's more to his story than he's letting on. And he let me know about it. And he sent me some documentation and some newspaper articles and some interviews that he had done. That was very important to the story. And the story was this. This guy from Texas had gone to a Christian camp when he was a teenager. And the guy I had interviewed, who was a camp counselor at the time, had molested him. Pretty serious accusation. With that said, and I've talked about gut feeling on the series before. I had that gut feeling that there was something to this. This guy was making the accusations. He was a military guy. He was much older, probably in his 30s, maybe even 40s at this point. He wasn't asking for money. He was just asking for the truth to come out. One of the interesting twists of this story was the guest, the guy who had been accused, he was suing the man who was making these allegations, which I don't know. It it was messy. Let's just say that. I immediately took the interview down just to be on the cautious side. And also out of respect for this guy, I felt he was telling the truth. Not only did I take this interview down, I also emailed a good friend of mine who had also interviewed him. He had gotten the same email from this guy in Texas, and he had also immediately taken down this episode. Something I haven't mentioned yet. I talked about that gut feeling that I had. Because I am skeptical of situations like this. Sometimes you get into business dealings, I hate to say it, but especially in the Christian industry, and everybody's got their one true religion, right? I don't know. I've, I've had 
some of the craziest situations with the Christian music business and the Christian marketing industry. A quick side note, one time we were doing a Christian showcase, because this is a big part of the music industry. I was there with my cartage guy to pick up the back line, which is like bass cabinet, drum set. And there was some kind of dispute over the money. They felt like we were holding back on the money, which we weren't. I mean, it was a little bitty coffee shop. There was no money. And they called 911 on us. 911. Cops came. It turned out to be some kind of crazy situation. It didn't have to be. We were just trying to pick up the equipment that we had rented for this show. We had 22 clubs. This was one of them. We were going around taking care of business that day with a huge truck. Anyway, that's the kind of craziness that this industry seems to attract. There is an element in the Christian industry. It's almost like the adult industry. It would not survive in the secular industry. The way they handle the business, it's completely off the rails. You would not believe it. And I'm not saying everybody in this industry is bad, but I think a lot of times people get a pass and they get moved up the ladder because people are trying to do the right thing. And you say, well, this guy's trying to spread the message of Jesus or trying to save souls. And they allow things to happen because of that. Or they think, no, this couldn't possibly happen in the Christian industry. I say that to say that I'm skeptical of situations like this, but I've also had situations where I've seen the dark side of it. And this was one of those situations. I know that it was for real because that guy who walked in during the pre-interview, I went back to that guy who was also a friend of mine because I was going to check in with him and say, hey, you know this guy. What's the deal on this? He had also come forward and said he had been abused by this man. What do you do in a situation like this? It's he said or she said, or in this case, he said and he said. I don't always take down interviews. It depends on what the problem is. I'll give you another example of this. I had a guest who went on to murder somebody. That story is also in this series. I'm not going to get into it here, but it was the murder of the father of a very famous actor. So it got a lot of publicity. That one I left up. This one I took down because I don't want to be involved in spreading a false image of somebody, especially somebody that I feel is taking advantage of people's faith or people's beliefs, using that as a cloak for whatever your dirty business is. The other thing is that this incident happened before or maybe even during when I was doing the interview. That counts for something. If I interview somebody and they later go on to make a bad decision, I leave that up most of the time. If it happened before and I don't know about it and I feel there was deception there, that's when it comes down. Something else worth mentioning, this dude had no remorse. He was suing the man from Texas. He was fighting, fighting, fighting. And I get that. But instead of riding off into the sunset quietly, he did not. I mentioned at the very beginning of this that the guy that I interviewed, he was a manager of a top Christian author and speaker. This was another thing that affected my decision in pulling this down. A couple of months before, that Christian speaker and author had fired this manager. 
He didn't really fire him. He said they were going their separate ways. But this was after something like 20, 25 years. They had been together forever. Actually, I think they had met, strangely enough, at some kind of church camp. And one of them was a counselor and one of them was a student. And they'd been together and then they went their separate ways. They said nothing about why. So a lot of this stuff gets done in secret. We never know about it. Partly, I think, because it's difficult to talk about and partly because a lot of the old interviews, in this case, for example, were left up. At least a couple of really big podcasters have still kept this guy's interviews up. If you go to his publisher's website, that book is still for sale. Why that is, I don't know. Both the podcast and the publisher are also in the Christian genre. And I hope that this doesn't come off like I'm picking on this genre, because I'm not. I grew up Methodist. The very first gig that I ever did, I was about five, six years old, and it was recording a Christian album. I have been involved in this genre for years. It is a big part of Nashville. We have country music. We have Christian music. So I've worked with all sorts of great artists and some not so great, just like any genre. But I say this to say it was in the Christian genre. And sometimes I think when you've got that one true religion, that belief that you are basing your entire life around, it's easier to keep a facade going than to have a difficult conversation about that fake image that this man was portraying or some of the deeper problems that we see in the church or any organization. That's part of the story too, because as podcasters, we are part of our own organization, our own community. We've got people looking up to us. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes those mistakes aren't so big. Maybe they're not worth mentioning. Sometimes they're huge. We get caught up in something. But these are all the things that you need to think about when you are putting content out there. Because when you've got something, let's say with this guy, this Christian manager, his reputation affects your reputation. This story got a lot of news coverage. People are looking him up. And if you're there interviewing him and perpetuating that myth that he was perpetuating, you can get dragged down with somebody. So just consider it. It's a lesson from the studio. Let's call this one the Christian pedophile. I don't know what happened to this guy. He's in hiding. He's still out there. I don't know if people are talking about it. I talked to a buddy of mine who was a well-known Christian author and speaker himself about this situation just a couple of months ago. He said, man, nobody's heard from him. And that was it. Nobody's heard from him. The house was for sale. He had a huge house, a couple million dollar house. He sold it and he got out of town as far as I know. And that's it. So you're never going to hear about this. But that's not to say that it doesn't go on. And that's not to say that it isn't something that you should be aware of. Because sooner or later, if you do enough interviews, one of the guests that you have is going to do something stupid or he's doing something stupid or he's involved with something that you don't want to be involved with. It's an ethical mismatch for you. And it's okay for you to take interviews down and it's okay to talk about these things with other podcasters and do what you need to do to get right with yourself. And it's okay to do nothing at all. But just be aware of that, that when a situation like this blows up, the reputation of the guest that you interviewed is going to affect your reputation. There you go. Got caught up in something I didn't want to, handled it the best that I could, and I'm letting you know. So in case this situation happens to you again, 
And maybe not this specific situation, but a similar situation of somebody lying about his background or trying to be somebody that he is not. You will know what to do. You'll also know that you're not alone. It happens to the best of us. It happened to Oprah. Remember that book that she had? It's a million little pieces, I think it was called. Turned out the guy was a big liar. Been a few of these books that have come out where it turns out the author is maybe exaggerating. Several years ago, there was another guy in the Christian business, a Christian comic, and he said that he was a high priest in the church of Satan. That was his claim to fame, but it turned out, nope, nope. He was just the guy who wanted to make money. And it was a nice backstory that was not true. So consider this, the truth comes out. And if you're using a backstory that is not true, it is going to come out. And that is exactly what happened to these guys. You will have guys approach you that are trying to get one over on you and have you sell their clean reputation that actually isn't that clean. Thank you for listening to Build a Big Podcast. I'm at bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That is where you can get every episode. It is free. You can get it on Android, iPhone, RSS, whatever you got. I'm going to get you Build a Big Podcast, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.